Hey, welcome to 49ers Friday. We're your hosts, Grant Cohen, Ryan Hensley. And uh, it's become really obvious that there is a huge void in the 49ers organization that uh, Mike McDaniel left when he left, uh, created when he left. So we're going to fill the void. Kyle needs help. He needs someone to do his homework. He needs someone to help game plan. That's what we're here for, baby. Quality control is taking on a whole new role. Now we're the offensive coordinator of the team. And we're going to tell the 49ers what they have to do to win this game. If they follow our plan, they will win. We're going to get there first. First, I think we need to talk about Mike McDaniel because he's sort of like trending right now online. Um, what happened to Tua yesterday was awful. And I don't really follow the Miami Dolphins that closely. So there's a whole controversy. We're going to get into it uh, quickly because it's not a Miami Dolphins show. But let's talk about it. What did you think of what happened and the Dolphins' uh, culpability? Yeah, you know, I'm a little disturbed by it. Now, I'm a big Mike McDaniel fan. And so... I, I did a lot of reading last night on the subject, trying to educate myself as much as I can. I'm not a doctor, um, but, you know, there seems to be something. Somebody dropped the ball somewhere, and I'm not really sure where the blame falls. Uh, but just from the outside looking in, it just it, it, the whole thing seemed disturbing. When I was watching the game on Sunday with the Dolphins, uh, they played the Bills, I believe. Or uh, not the Bills. They played the uh, the Bengals, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, no, no, hold on. You're talking Sunday or or, or Sunday. yesterday? Sunday. Sunday. They, who they play on Sunday? I forget. Uh, they played the Bills. They played the Bills, right? Okay, I thought that's what it was, but yeah. So when they played on Sunday, <clears throat> I was watching the game, and it looked like to me a concussion. Um, he he kind of uh, to a wobbled. And yeah. Usually a sign of concussion. Now they're saying it was a back thing. Right. So, that was weird. They, they it looked like a concussion, but they said it was a back thing. That yeah. was weird. Yeah, if, from the outside looking at it, it really looked like a concussion. And, um, you know, if Tua went in the back at halftime and talked to the the independent, they have an independent neurologist who, who looks at mm -hmm. these things. And if he went in the back and said, hey, it was my back, I mean, at that point, they're, they're very limited on, on what they can do. So I'm a little I'm, – I'm curious as what Tua trans, translated to, to the UNC and to the, the doctor's medical staff, if he said it was his back or not. Um, but, you know, and maybe it was, but honestly, it looked like it was a concussion. Um, but they let him back into the game. So at that point, from my understanding, once they let him back into that, that game, it's kind of irrelevant for this game. If they let him in that game because it was just a back, then there is no concussion protocol to, to follow for the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was, the doctor that you have on all the time, I forget his name. Dr. Uh, Narav Pandya. Yeah, he was talking to Damon Bruce last night and saying – that oh, wow. Unless Tua had uh, signs of a concussion throughout the week, um, that the Dolphins, I, I mean, from that's what I gathered from it, unless Tua was showing signs of a concussion throughout the week, the Dolphins had no responsibility or were, well, that's probably the wrong word. They had their, no protocol in order to keep evaluating him as uh, with a concussion. And so playing in this game, if it was just a back and there's no signs of a concussion, that really wasn't a Dolphins thing. The UNC, they, they just monitor concussions during the end game, and it's the Dolphins that watch them throughout the week. But if there was no concussion reported on Sunday, then you really can't put this on. It's tough, man, just because when I watch it, it's like, okay, this dude had a concussion, but what you're hearing is the back thing. So it's just really confusing for me. What I do know is it was super disturbing to watch um, last night. 
seeing him go down like that um, and seeing how his body just kind of seized up, you know, he's, things you see when people are street fighting. I've seen that before in a street fight, guys get knocked out and, and do that. And it's just, it's just gross and disturbing. And whether it was the Dolphins fault or who, whoever's fault um, that he played, I think the protocol is what needs to be, to be monitored. I think the independent neurologists need to tap in throughout the week and not just during the end game. Yeah. So here are my questions. Um, before we blame Mike McDaniel, and he might be at blame here, I just have questions. How did the um, in the UNC, how did he not uh, diagnose Tua with a concussion? Like, what did he see there? Why, I'm not saying he was, I'm not saying I was right. Like, we saw him on television wobble around. That doesn't necessarily mean he had a concussion. So why did the independent guy set by the league say he didn't have a concussion? Um, because think about it from McDaniel's perspective. Like, if, if, the UNC says it's not a concussion. If his head trainer says it's not a concussion and McDaniel says, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You're just doctors. I, I think it's a concussion because I saw him wobbling. I'm not going to play him. If he passes the test, you take him out two out of the game and you lose. Well, now you got a whole other uh, set of questions you have to answer to your owner, your players, your fans, everyone, right? Like, I just think it's a tough position for the head coach, and I'd like to know why the experts – because look, the expert says it was said it wasn't a concussion. The NF everyone said it looked bad. The NFLPA in, uh, launched an investigation into it. What happened with the investigation? I'd like to know. It seems yeah. like McDaniel is like listening, you know, to the experts, and they're saying it's not a concussion. He's like, all right, well then I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the quarterback. Everyone's saying he should have been more careful. What? Why did the experts say it wasn't a concussion? That's my question. Because it looked yeah. like one. Yeah. yeah. And something that is possible. And again, I'm not defending anything that happened. I just don't know. I have questions. So I'm, but, you know, I think it's good to throw out all scenarios. It is entirely possible that he didn't have a concussion on Sunday and that that, that tackle that took place last night caused what we saw. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a result of a second. Right. That. that is possible. And I guess I'd like to wait for more information before I start firing people on my show. Yeah. So I understand people. I think, I don't think people are really outraged in McDaniel, but I think a lot of people that, felt Kyle Shanahan didn't do anything wrong with Trey are now trying to be like, oh, okay, we'll keep that same energy with Mike. It's like, okay, well, it's a different situation, and let's wait. I mean, if, if Mike was culpable, then he should be in trouble or maybe fired. But it's possible he was just following the advice of the experts, in which case I'd like to – maybe they do know. Maybe it wasn't a concussion, to your point. Maybe, maybe they know more than us. So we'll have yeah, to see. I, I think if you see a guy – I think what, what needs to – maybe if I see a, a, a an opportunity for improvement here would be that the UNC doesn't – don't just take to his word for it. If you see him wobbling on the field, maybe you just say, hey, that might be a concussion, and we need to just be cautious. So maybe that's something that, that could I mean, happen. is that the concussion test? The UNC just goes up to the player and says, do you have a concussion? And he says yes or no. Like, that's the test? I, I don't even know what the test I would think there was, like, a set of things where he, like, makes you follow his finger and asks you some questions. Did they not do that? I'd like to know. And, again, there was an investigation. So they're supposed to be looking into that. Theoretically, yeah. they already did. So yeah. if they if the if the UNC was right and it wasn't a concussion, then I mean, it seems like it's possible a lot of people on Twitter are like, you know, being doctors that aren't there. Yeah. You know, yeah. sideline doctors. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to definitely needs to be an investigation. That's for sure. And there is one. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is one. All right. Uh, let's talk about Niners. We're going to get into the game but before we get into how they need to win this game, how the path to victory. Let's just talk about them big picture. Starting with the defense, starting with the good stuff. 
They're known for having a great front seven. When you ask opposing uh, coaches about the Niners defense, they always start with the front seven. But it seems like for the first time in a long time, the secondary is equaling or even better than the, the, the front seven. What do you think? Do the Niners have the best secondary in the league? I think it's no question. Me personally, uh, I, I think the secondary might be the strongest unit on the whole team, offense, defense, everything. I think they're better than the D-line and the, and the linebackers. They're so deep and they're so good. I mean, Talanoa Hufunga, he's leading the team with 17 solo tackles. He has an interception. He caused an interception. He's on the way to, like, if he continues at this trajectory, that's a pro Bowl player. And then uh, another guy who's highly underrated is Tashawn Gibson. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually has the best defensive passer rating on the team with zero. So <laughs> whenever a quarterback trying to throw against Tashawn Gibson – he has zero completions against him and he doesn't get talked about as much as he should right now. Um, he's doing a, an amazing job. Um, and then, you know, Charverius Ward, Emmanuel Mosley do an amazing job at corner. You really can't ask for, for, for better corners. And then of course you got Sam Womack and Yamador Lenore battling it out at the nickel spot, which honestly, I don't know who's better, but I, I, I prefer Sam Womack, especially against, Cooper Cup, and I think we'll talk about that more later, but <clears throat> those guys are doing great. And then you just think about it, you got Jimmy Ward and Jason Verrett still coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a deeper uh, defensive back unit in the NFL or more talented. I really think they're the best defensive back unit in, in the league. Yeah, it creeped up on me, but I, 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 I want to be negative just for the sake of it. Um, the <laughs> one spot that I have questions with is the nickel spot. And they do have two young promising guys who, one of them, both of them might be good, but they're unproven, and they're going to face Cooper Cup this week, and they're going to have a big test. And if the Niners lose, it's going to be because that nickel spot isn't good enough in this game. Because we all know the only way the, the Rams win is if Cooper Cup goes off every week. That's their team. So um, one weakness, I don't know if it's a weakness. We don't even know if it's a weakness. I like Sam Womack. And then they benched him for Diamador Lenore, who I have questions about. I mean, he'll have a good game, but then he'll commit the, the penalty. He's a penalty machine. He's got five in his young career. So I don't know. I have questions, but if Jason Verrett can come back and play nickel, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Or Emmanuel Mosley could do it. I think they have options if Verrett comes back. And he's going to start practicing what? Did they say he's supposed to start practicing this week? I didn't see him practicing yesterday. After this game, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so after this game. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I know I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, they did say that, actually. Well, I'll look today and see if he's out there. Jimmy Ward, too. I was focused on the quarterbacks yesterday. I'll look to see if they're out there. Yeah, so one another question that pops up in my head, and um, you tell me. So, what your opinion is? Jimmy Ward and Jason Verrett comes back. What what happens to the defense at that point? I mean, it's it's interesting because Tashawn Gibson has played almost perfect, um, but yeah. I think Jimmy Ward has you know established himself as a leader on this team. He's a captain, so I'm pretty sure he's going to take Tashawn's spot regardless. Um, but Jason Verrett, what, what, how's that going to play into it? What are your thoughts on those guys if they come back? Well, I th- let's take Jason Verrett and Jimmy Ward separately because I'm not sure they're, they're on the same uh, timeline. Jimmy Ward probably should come back quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and with him, I think it's interesting. I mean, there's so many things you can do with him that you don't do with Gibson, like all the man coverage stuff on tight ends that you don't do with other safeties. Maybe D'Amico starts using three per, uh, three safety packages and they start doing more because they did that last year when they had Tart and Talano and stuff. Just can make the the defense even more uh, diverse. And so, yeah, there's that. Uh, Verrett, though, that's interesting. If Verrett comes back and he's healthy, which it seems like a lot to expect, um, 
then he's your best player. But like, let's be honest. Okay, so he's been gone for he's been gone for a year. He's not in football shape. That's the word of the week, right? Football shape. Even if yeah. he's 100% healthy, he's not going to be in football shape. So I think like you got to slowly kind of gradually build him up for the playoffs. So at first, if he comes back, it's like for a few plays. Maybe he could eventually become the nickel and play half the game. That might be an interesting way to get him into football shape and have him be the nickel. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. But yeah, that's, that's a wild card. Yeah, you almost want it with Jason Verrett because of his history and because, you know, just in general, the, the nature of, of the position, people get hurt. You almost kind of want to just leave them, just leave them there, just as yeah. you know, if something happens, and then slowly yeah. build them up and, and put them in for when it really matters. It, you know, if the Niners are winning and they're on their way to the playoffs, just baby him, and, and he could be huge for the 49ers in the postseason. Another question I have for you, Grant, in regards mm-hmm. to the defensive back unit is: you got Emmanuel Mosley, who's going to need a, a new contract yeah. this year. Are they going to give one to Jimmy Ward? Or are they going to give one to Emmanuel Wellesley? Because it seems like it's going to be tough to do both. I'm not sure they'll give it to either to either one. I mean, they're giving out extensions right now, right? They gave one to Wisnowski. They gave one to Drake Greenlaw. These guys are sort of lame ducks. And the Niners are like, well, I mean, in, in Jimmy's case, he's a soon-to-be 31-year-old DB uh, coming off a very serious hamstring injury. So, he's. I mean, I don't think his career is over. Someone will pay him, but the Niners might not. Uh, and then with Mosley, former undrafted free agent, like what are they waiting for? Me, I would have extended him before Drake Greenlaw. I think he's more important to the team than Drake Greenlaw, but they might disagree. And maybe they feel they, <laughs> maybe they feel Jason Verrett can replace him next year. Or maybe they feel Ambry Thomas can replace him, which is kind of scary. But they've kind of been right with their DB evaluations the last couple of years. So I'm going to uh, give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. But yeah, I'm not sure that either one comes back. I'm if, not sure. if I'm the if if I'm the GM, I'm I'm prioritizing, and I love Jimmy Ward, I really do. But Mosley's it's twenty five yeah. from the business standpoint. Yeah, the cornerbacks like Emmanuel Mosley are hard to find, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and Jimmy Ward's, you know, he's older. I'm yeah. I'm prioritizing Emmanuel Mosley. It'd be it'd be great if you can get both, um, but I don't know if you can. And hopefully they get one. <laughs> if you let Mosley go, to me, that's like letting DJ Reed go. It's a mistake. You know, and are you? It's not easy to find good corners. It's really not. Look at the history of your franchise. You can go through some serious droughts. So just consider yourself fortunate that you found this guy and keep him. Yeah. I think he's important. If you but let's see, hold on. Let's let's see him get through the season first, though. I, maybe that's what they're looking at because he has missed time every year. So maybe they're thinking, you play seventeen games, we got you. But can you imagine locking yeah. down Charvarius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley? Like, if you can lock those guys down for several years. You have a position just sewed up, assuming they, stay, they all still stay healthy. But then yeah. you got Sam Womack off the bench. You got Diamador Lenore. Like, this is a really good defensive back unit. And I think if they lock in Amanda Mosley, they can really seal this off and make it a non issue for years to come. And what's interesting is they did this without spending a first round pick on a corner, which is hard to do. I guess the Niners feel like there's, that's a high bust rate taking corners that high. And it is true. There is a high bust rate. So maybe they feel like, let's just evaluate dudes in the league <laughs> and acquire them that way. Uh, and just draft a bunch of guys on what day three. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley was undrafted. Uh, Ward was undrafted, but they got him in free agency. So it seems like a good strategy. Yeah. It seems to work. I think also I think put him behind a great pass rush in front seven. That helps too. It helps a lot. Yeah, it helps definitely a lot. helps a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think Glory's right here. Um, yeah. And I think this week, this this game against big the Rams, test. it's going to be the test. Yeah. It's going to be a big test.
So we'll um, know what we have. I think. But I, even this week to me isn't as big of a test as they're going to face down the line because they don't have Beckham anymore. Like there are teams that are going to have multiple weapons, home run threats, and uh, then we'll see. This week is all about stopping one guy. And I think that's almost more on the coach than on the players. Like there should be all kind of special coverages to take away one guy. We'll talk about it. Brian says, is Ambry Thomas still a thing? LOL. I see him in the locker room, so he's still on the team. So I don't know if he's, he's a person. I don't know if he's a thing. Official BNA Music 88 says, Kyle getting snarky with me and not Jimmy. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, you really caused a shitstorm this week, uh, Brooks. <laughs> That's the best. Um, Irfan says, which offensive player is the biggest game versus L.A.? JP on, on the 49ers, which has the biggest offensive play. Um, I think it's got to be Debo. It, it's got to be Debo or I'm hoping. Wilson? Mason? I'm, I'm hoping freaking Kittle shows up. Oh, wow. I vaguely remember him. 85. <laughs> yeah, number 85. 85. Yeah, yeah. He was great back yeah. in the day. All right. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Let's talk about the 49ers passing game. Um, it's terrible. Let's try, try uh, read some stats. Yeah. Hold on. Let me pull up some stats of the 49ers passing game. This is a really good way to start it. Okay. They currently rank 29th in attempts, 29th in passing yards, 27th in touchdowns, 19th in net yards per attempt. Wow, that's disgusting. How did this happen? Why are the Niners so bad at passing the ball this year? Well, there's, you know, they're 183, 186 yards per game, 0.66 touchdowns per game, not even one touchdown per game right now. Uh, a, a big a big part of it is Kyle Shanahan's choice to be a running team. Um, the other part of it is the quarterback play. Um, yeah. You know, we don't know what Trey Lance could have done had he given been given the opportunity to pass, but we know that Jimmy's strength has never been <clears> – he's <throat> not a big passer. He's, he's just he's just not. He's good with the short passes, yard after catch, quick passes. That That's what he does. They've never been a powerhouse with the, with the passing game. Um, last three Super Bowl champs, uh, the Rams, Bucks, Chiefs, they all averaged about two, 290, 300 yards passing yards per game. And they all averaged roughly two and a half touchdowns per game just in the passing game. And right now the 49ers are at 0.66. So the Super Bowl champions for the last three years averaged four more uh, or four times better with touchdowns than the 49ers currently are. I think a lot of this is Kyle – you know, you've mentioned it before. He thinks he's zigging when everyone else is zagging. Right. What it looks like to me is a guy that's um, caught up in the past and needs yep. to. I mean, I know you got Jimmy Garoppolo, um, but but here's my thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo. We always throw him through the middle. You're safer throwing outside. I mean, that's what we talked about with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, with, with Trey Lance. You're you're safer throwing deep and outside. Even if you get an interception deep, uh, at least it's not you know, right at the line of scrimmage, it's better field position. So he's got to take shots. He's got to learn to trust Jimmy Garoppolo. I know it's hard to do. Um, but part of the reason I think Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have the statistics that you look at. I mean, look at Matt Stafford. He throws so many damn picks, right? Yeah, I think he has five picks and only four touchdowns this year. Um, but they're not a little, afraid to let him try, you know, and I wish that's what they would have done with Trey Lance. It's kind of irrelevant at this point. Um, but I think at some point you do have to let these guys try and that, he did scheme up some good passes for Jimmy Garoppolo and he just missed them. So a lot of this is quarterback stuff, but it's also <clears throat> Kyle Shanahan has just kind of focused this whole offense on the run game. 
Um, what are your thoughts? Why do you think it's like the way it is right now? Well, it's funny. Like he's so he's so intent on being the number one running team in the league. When you showed like the teams that win the Super Bowl are the best passing teams in the league. I so you're not going to win a Super Bowl this way. It seems like kind of the wrong way to build an offense in 2022. Um, and why is he doing it? I mean, look at McDaniel. McDaniel goes to Miami, and they're not a running team. They're fourth in passing yards per game because that's how you win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, it seems to me like Kyle is kind of stuck doing the wrong thing. And then he doesn't even commit to it. Like, he wants to be a running team. Last week against Denver, they get the ball with 4-10 left, down one, which is like four-minute drill. Boom. Okay, run the ball, kill the clock, kick a field goal, get off the field, win. That's it. Doesn't matter about the saffety. He calls five straight passes. He gets to the I mean, it, he gets to call five straight passes. The fifth one's picked. Before the fifth play, they're at first and 10 at their 48 with 213 left. Why are you passing? All you got to do is hand the ball a few times, win the game, and he doesn't do it. So, like, he doesn't even have an identity he sticks to. You want to run the ball, but then when, when you get to, like, re, like the key moment of a big game he, repeatedly, in the Super Bowl in Atlanta, in the Super Bowl here. It's just like pass, 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 pass. And your passing game isn't great. Like, it's not something you focus on. It, the scheme isn't that diverse. It's you, All of your uh, volume is in the run game. And, like, his pass game really is like a very vanilla pass game with some gimmick plays thrown in, some shot plays. And it seems like he calls the shot plays in the first half, and then by the fourth quarter, they're all gone. And you got a very vanilla passing game. So is it as simple as passing more? I don't know. I don't know if the playbook is supports it. I think Kyle has to really uh, – I think we have to analyze Kyle's passing game and his influence on it. Bobby Slowick, that's the pass game coordinator. <coughs> you know what's funny is um, in the beginning of the game, there were actually a couple deep shots. It was almost like Shanahan bought into the whole let Jimmy Cook thing. And, yep. you know, and, and he schemed I him want, up. He's like, I want to be free. So I think Kyle – you know, he tried. And then – but Jimmy – he just didn't hit him. Like there's a missed opportunity to Debo that, that could have gone to all the way to the house. Then the one that he did connect with Debo was underthrown. So Debo had to stop. He, I mean, he had like three yards on that guy. He, he might've been gone on that one too. So, you know, it's not all on Kyle Shanahan, but it's, um, you know, a lot of it's on Jimmy. He's, he may be, you know, scared to let Jimmy, <laughs> scared to let Jimmy cook. Right. Um, but I that think sucks. Like, Maybe they should have got another quarterback then. That, Maybe that's your Brock Purdy chance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes back to is like people always say, well, it's it's just Jimmy. And I I pulled up. I think, the, I think the 49ers have acquired like seven quarterbacks or something like that under Kyle Shanahan, and he's yet to find a passing game out of any of them. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, you know, Trey Lance is still undecided. Even Brock Purdy, you still don't know yet with him. But uh, it, it all if you're mad about the quarterback, you got to be mad about Kyle Shanahan and, and, and John Lynch in choosing that quarterback. That's just kind of how I look at Look at how they build the team. I mean, the the offensive linemen are all bad in pass protection, except for the left tackle. They're all run-blocking specialists. They don't value pass protection. They don't get it. Um, their best wide receiver is better at playing running back than playing wide receiver. Uh, they spent three first-round picks on a quarterback to use them like a running back. There's just no commitment to the passing game here. They want this. This is what they want. And then when the game's on the line and it's like, okay, great, we're a running team. Let's run the ball and win the game. Kyle's like, pass, 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 pass. How do you trust this guy? It's very strange. Very strange, this yeah. Kyle Shanahan guy. Yeah, I don't know. If you look at what Mike McDaniel, McDaniel did in Miami, he got so much speed. I mean, yeah. he brought in uh, right. He brought in Mostert. He brought in uh, 
why can't I think of his name? Tyreek Hill, got you. Tyreek Hill, like yep. he's bringing in all this speed. Where what did we do? We brought in just the power backs, right? Guys who can run you over, like oh, that's great, man. So guys who get hurt, guys who have a lot of contact, guys who get in a lot of big collisions. Is that what you're saying? Okay, that's great, man. Kyle really is taking it back to 1972 on this one. When I said that he should be like the Miami Dolphins of 1972, he took it literally. He's like, okay, good. We got this. We're never going to pass this year. Okay. Well, it's so interesting to see Mike McDaniel. They, like, they worked together for 18 years, and now he goes to Miami, and you see, like, all the creative differences they must have had because that's the way he's constructing his offense. It's not like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna be the worst passing offense in the league, and I'm going to take pride in that. Nah, that's not what they're doing in Miami. But that's yeah, what the Niners have constructed in year six. I haven't done enough research on this, and I don't know if I'll have enough time. But when I'm, there, there's always a question of why do the 49ers have so many turnovers? Why do the 49ers have so many injuries? Again, yeah. w- without doing any research, I don't have any evidence for this, but it just seems to me when I'm thinking about it, if all you're doing is running up the middle and all you're doing is passing in the middle, those two things equal turnovers and injuries in yep. general. So I'd be interested to see if that plays out, if my opinion on that actually has factual data. Um, if, if we were to look at it, maybe I'll do that. I would that. think so. I mean, wh- who intercepted Jimmy Garoppolo, a linebacker? Wh- wh- why do linebackers make so many interceptions against the Niners? I mean, I think part of it is the play calling. You f- keep forcing passes over the middle. What do you expect to happen? And I think what Kyle is doing, he's been calling plays like this for so long. And I think he just basically gets away with blaming his quarterback. Hey, man, he's got to make the throw. And a lot of people have allowed him to do that. But it's like... I don't know, man. It seems like quarterback after quarterback, year after year, it's the same issue, and he becomes the common denominator. That's my new name for him. At a certain point, he has to be the common denominator. Yeah, it seems like it seems like the it's kind of like the NBA, how everyone went to the three point shot, and Kyle Shanahan is still trying to find a center to post up down low when the rest. Yeah, is- like his. That's a great analogy. Like his yeah. his uh, response to the three point shot is, "We're gonna double down and only go to the low post. That's yeah. it. That's all we're doing." It's like, yeah. Oh my God, and you're a genius. You're a genius. Like all the analytics say you're wrong, but yeah. so many people think that you're great because your dad was Phil Jackson. <laughs> you're <laughs> Kyle Jackson. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Jed, if you're, um, if things go south with Kyle, I'm not saying they will. You're looking for someone who can improve the passing game, passing game. They haven't had really one of those guys in a while. Like Chip Kelly run game guy, Harbaugh run game guy. Bill Walsh understood about passing, though. He figured that out in 1979. Now it's 2022 that passing is kind of where we're going. Passing, Jed. Kyle, whoever wants to do this. The whole league's going that way. All the rules are going that way. All the protections are going that way. And not only is it more effective, and not only are the teams that are winning Super Bowls doing that, it's more entertaining. Like, from a fan standpoint, like, watching, you know, watching the Dolphins play, they're watching their offense. So much fun. Is so much fun compared yes. to just up the middle, up the middle. It, it's just boring. It's a better product. Not only are you yeah. going to win, you have more likely a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. You're, you're delivering a better product. Can we freaking pass the ball? And that's why the the, the rules um, enable passing because fans want to watch it. Mm-hmm. NFL wants to give the fans what they want. Why are you fighting this, Kyle? Why are you fighting this? Because running the ball is dangerous. I mean, it's, it's safe in the sense that you're less likely to turn the ball over when you run it than when you pass it. We're going to talk about that. You got to run the ball this week, bud. Yeah. But um, when you have this philosophy of running the ball like this and having all your playmakers be yak threats, like, man, they're all going to get hurt. And mm-hmm. they do. 
and they do. So you can't, I mean, you're like, oh, well, you know, we would be good if it weren't for injuries. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but, um, your, the identity of your team kind of comes with that. So he's going to have to show his ability to adjust and grow. I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, his dad was a running coach. I mean, he's going to have to adjust and say, you know what, we're going to go a little bit away from our roots, you know, dad, we're going to have to start passing the ball. We're going to have to figure out a passing game. And that's what they need to do with Trey Lance next year. Yeah, but though I think, is it fair to say that the, a hidden blessing of Trey Lance's gruesome ankle injury is that Kyle will stop running in between the tackles? Like that he won't do that anymore, even though he said he's gonna. It was it was fair to do. I bet you we won. I bet you we won't. I really hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Aaron says anyone notice Mike McDaniel using the Debo flip play with Waddle? McDaniel definitely was the wizard. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I did. I'd like to see uh, what Kyle had. I, you know, Kyle has been hearing all the McDaniel stuff, and he's going to try to shut down his critics this week. Let's see what you got, baby. Because yeah. Staley did say that you, you know, designed some plays too, but he just said that you weren't as good as as, as McDaniel essentially. So let's see what you got. Kira Bell says George Kittle might as well take over left tackle until Trent comes back. LOL. Man, he's a wide receiver now. Kittle is not what he was four years ago. You got to get him running because he's not as big as he used to be, in my opinion. John says, at what point would you say enough is enough and go to Purdy? We know the story goes with Jimmy. It will take a bad performance or another three or five. Um, I, so I posted this in my head, just what's logical, unless unless the just the dynamics and the drama continues to escalate. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I would say when you're sub four, four games under 500, to me, that's the that's the point for me. If we're four, four games under 500, put in Brock Purdy and, and let him do his thing. I would I would bench Jimmy Garoppolo mid game this week if he starts doing the stuff he did in the second half last week. If he if he fumbles a snap, steps out of bounds in the back of the end zone, forces another pick, like I would bench him because I think the Niners can win this game running the ball. So Jimmy, don't be the reason. Let Stafford be the reason they lose. If you're the reason that the Niners are going down, you got to get out of the game. I would think. I, I would give Brock Purdy a chance in this game if Jimmy starts doing a Jimmy, pulling an arsonist. Just hand off, dude. My worry, Throw the ball my away. worry about doing it early is that how's that going to affect? I mean, if, if win you the game, pull, I, if, I you're right, yeah. you're right. But if, I would do it. If you pull Jimmy and you put in Brock Purdy, the vet, if you think the veterans were pissed about Trey Lance starting, they're going to be really pissed. He could lose the team unless the only the only way that works if you do it early is if Brock Purdy actually goes out there and balls out. Otherwise. That, that he's going to really cause even more problems, I think. So that's my only concern. I'm just saying, if Jimmy Garoppolo stinks it up in the first quarter, the Niners fall behind early, don't just give the game away because you got to wait three more weeks to, you know, like, do something. <laughs> I'm sorry. He says he's not in game. Here's the thing. I, I rolled my eyes when, when Jimmy Garoppolo said he wasn't in game shape. Let's take him at his word. Let's say he's not in game shape. Well, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. Purdy is. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo isn't even good when he's in game shape. Now he's not in game shape. Well, this could be awful. This could be really bad. So if that's the case, man, I'm not letting him sink ruin things because the defense is good. The run game is good. All he can do out there is lose the game for you. He's not going to win it. So if he goes out there and, and like gives it away early, like get out. Get out. Let Brock Purdy go manage the game if you can't even manage the game. So I'm giving him the, the benefit of the doubt thinking he can manage this game. But if, he's, if it's true that he's not in football shape and he's going to use that as an excuse and just step out of bounds and do a bunch of stupid stuff, get out. Mm-hmm. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think they can improve their passing game, or specifically in this, in, in this game? I know, I, you know, I don't know, maybe you haven't gone up to that point, but 
as far as improving their passing game in general, how, how do you think they can improve it right now with Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback? Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I don't know. Right? You I don't know, football. man. If he's not in football shape, maybe get a quarterback who's in football shape. I, yeah. That's a good start, you know? Mm-hmm. Get a left tackle. They're they're in a tough spot right now. I think yeah. it's a personnel. It, it, there's a lot of personnel problems. And just the fact that I don't know who the hell Bobby Slowick is. I'm sorry. Bobby Slowick? He's the pass game coordinator? Okay. All right. I mean, maybe he's good. I don't know. We got to see something. I, it just doesn't seem like the Niners prioritize it. They're not built to do it. Except when the game's on the line, all of a sudden Kyle wants to do it. Then he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And, uh, it's you know, time to let Jimmy cook, everyone. He's great. Jimmy, get in here. You're the chef. What we got? We got four minutes. I don't get it, man. I, I think you got to get him to his boy. I think I think they were too like, okay, we'll let we'll let we'll take some shots. Like we know that Jimmy's what what he's good at. Have him give, give him some targets to Kittle. Get him some t- more targets to Juice. You know, the shot out of the backfield to Debo was 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 great. Nice design. Nice design. Yeah. But so you don't have the quarterback who can hit that. Yeah. Uh, here's what's going to happen. Here's how Kyle's going to improve his passing game. If it, I mean, I don't know if he can do much this year with Jimmy. But next year, I feel really um, – I, I, I made a video about this yesterday. I'm sorry, but I think this is going to happen. I don't think Kyle was ever that enthusiastic about Trey. I think Trey was like the fourth option after f- striking out on Stafford, Watson, and um, Rodgers. And you just saw how, how Kyle used Trey. That's not a franchise quarterback. You can't use a quarterback like that. I think he could become a franchise quarterback, but I don't know if he could do it with Kyle. I think Kyle is going to tr- – if if he's the co- the coach here next year, I think he's going to trade Trey for Kirk Cousins. Mm. Sorry. I wouldn't do it. I think it's crazy. But it's Kyle, man. You know how he feels about Kirk Cousins. Um, That's a fire. He loves Kirk Cousins. That's a fire. I think so, too. I think so, too. And, Jed, don't let him do it. Do not let him do that, Jed. But I think he would like to. Mm-hmm. I think he would like to. I, I mean, I, I think he would do it. I don't know if the Vikings would do it, but I don't think they. I think they want to get out of that contract as they should want to get out of that contract because they're not going anywhere with him. So that's, anyway, that's, that's how they improve the pass game. Kirk Cousins. It's basically three first round draft picks for Kirk Cousins. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. no, fu- I mean the future. Mm-hmm. How long does Kirk Cousins have left in him? So that that's Terrible. a horrible offense. If, if I hope he doesn't do it, but I, I I just don't see him. I mean, if Trey comes back next year, is he going to start passing all of us? Because then then that says. Then that's Kyle saying, well, I used him wrong last year. He doesn't do that. He doubles down. So, I don't know. I'm really scared to see, actually, Trey play anymore with, Trey, with Kyle Shanahan. Like, I don't want to see that. He's going to get him hurt again. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's so many good things that Trey Lance does that if you just use him right, he can be successful, especially in a passing game. Like, just don't call runs for him. Let, let him roll out. Like, hit, let him throw those out patterns. Let him take those deep shots. You know, let, let him run bootlegs. Uh, things like that. I mean, if you are going to call a run for him, let him be the outside threat that makes the defensive end hesitate and let the running back run through the middle while the defensive end is hesitating to come in and help. Those yeah. are the things that it, I think it's really easy. He's trying to so damn talented. It's just yeah. Kyle is going to have to adjust um, from what he did this year. Well, I think what Jed needs to do is have a talk with Kyle and say, Kyle, we're not going to use – I didn't give you three first-round picks – to use on Trey Lance so you could run, use him like a running back. You're not going to do that anymore. You have to use him as a quarterback. And if Kyle objects, then I think you got to find another. I mean, you got to choose Trey over Kyle. If Kyle's like, no, this is how I'm using Trey. Uh, I don't care what you say privately. Then I think you got to, I mean, at that point, unless he wins a Super Bowl this year, you got to start looking around for people who have a better plan for Trey. And yeah. right now, I mean, maybe Sean Payton isn't that guy, right? You know who would be that guy? The first guy I would call is Ken Dorsey, dude. 
First guy I would call is Ken Dorsey. Look at the success he's had with Josh Allen. You want Trey to be Josh Allen? Look at the success he had with Cam Newton. I would call up Ken Dorsey and say, what would, would you want to coach Trey? Would you want to coach this team? What's your plan? How would you use Trey? And then compare it to what Kyle says. What is, what's your plan for Trey next year, Kyle? Okay. Oh, you're going to run between tackles? Oh, you're going to keep doing everything you did? Okay. 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 That's cool. Now I'm going to talk to Ken. I'm gonna talk, I'll get back to you. I'm going to talk to Ken. What is your plan for Trey? Oh, that's great. You want him to... Oh, I like... Okay, we're going with Ken. I'm saying, have two conversations. Yeah. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. It's week four, but that's something Jed has to think about. Trey's future. Ken Dorsey seems like he'd be perfect. Perfect. Something I had on my right now, I'm not... I'm not a big Greg Roman fan. I don't want Greg Roman to come here. That's not what I'm saying to you. I'm but glad that you started with that because I'm with you on that. <laughs> that's what I wanted to start with. But cool. I will say the year where, where Kaepernick uh, and the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. if you plug in Trey Lance, now he's not as good of a runner outside. He's not going to break those big ones as much as Cap. But if you plug mm-hmm. in Trey Lance into that offense that they ran that year with the rollouts and the deep shots, I think he would be phenomenal. Yeah, personally. I agree. I agree. I still think Trey Lance is a better thrower than runner. That's the whole irony here. They kept yeah. running him. Like, that's the only thing he can do. Actually, I think he's better at throwing. Yeah. I like the way he throws the ball down the field. Why are you not doing that? Oh, because Kyle's a micromanager. Okay. <sighs> let's take, let's have some questions and then we'll preview this game. Right. Jeff Bernardo says, Hey, Grant, will be my first game at Levi's coming down from, coming down from Arizona. <laughs> okay. My question is, why does a coach who is known for losing NFC championships and Super Bowls think he can act like a Bill Walsh? I mean, that's how a lot of coaches are, man. I mean, that's how exact, that's exactly how Chip Kelly was. Chip Kelly walked around the Niners facility like he invented football and is like, dude, have you looked at your record? Like, do you realize that this is going to be your last year coaching in the NFL? But a lot of coaches are this way. I, I mean, I'm sure there are high school coaches that act that way. I don't, I don't really get it. It's kind of strange. Yeah. What's, what's the harm in um, being cool? down to earth? Yeah, like, <laughs> yes. I know. I, I to me. Know and, yeah. And, like, when people act like they're geniuses, to me, I always think of the dude from Grandma's Boy, the bad guy in Grandma's Boy, who yeah. calls himself a genius and talks yeah. like he's a robot. It's like, man, no one's going to like you if you refer to your and carry yourself like, I'm so much better than everyone. Like, yeah, that, everyone hates you. How, how, many, how many actual geniuses do you remember in the NFL? The only one that comes to my mind is Bill Walsh. Like, That's it. And everyone gets the genius tag. Like, there's eight geniuses at a time in the league, and they, like, they're a genius for a, a year, and then, oh, he's no longer a genius. Like, no, there was one genius. His name was Bill Walsh. Yes, he's gone that's it. that's it yeah i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry um i mean kyle can't even make his subjects and verbs agree you tell me he's a he's a genius i mean he says um after every word he's a ge- i don't think so he's a good coach though <laughs> a genius i don't know yeah kev yeah. says whose passing game was better harbaugh or kyle shanahan that's a good question i feel harbaugh. like harbaugh's was much less um risky i mean it it was ve- it was very low turnovers Mm-hmm. Which is why he won so much. When Kyle loses, they beat themselves with turnovers. So, I think I think you can look at statistics. I, I think I have done. I, I think that 49ers average under Kyle Shanahan around 260 yards per game passing. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. their overall average, and I think Harbaugh's was better than that. I'm pretty sure it, it was definitely more exciting from a passing game standpoint because he would take big shots, right? Play actions and then go deep. Yeah. With Cap, you know, not as much with Alex. Yeah, not with, not with Alex, but with Cap, yeah. 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 Jeff Bernardo says, one more thing, uh, Kyle, take a note from McDaniel last night. That's how you support and apologize your starting quarterback for getting him injured. I didn't watch it. I had a, a dinner party last night, but I watched the first half of the game. I'm, I'm glad he did. 
Uh, he might be in trouble. I have no idea what's going on in Miami. They got to figure that out. That looked terrible. I feel terrible for Tua. That was just, that was gross. And mm-hmm. I want to say when that my kids aren't going to play football. I'm sorry if your kids do. That's cool. But I'm that they're not. And my parents wouldn't let me play football, and I was like mad about it. And now I'm like, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> I don't want to play that. Yeah, but I'm not tough. I'm not tough at all. Well, I can. I mean, if I can speak on that, I have yeah. three, boy, three boys. One of them's a. Um, he's on the track team at UC Davis. Oh, nice. Um, I have another one. He's probably headed to another D1 college for track. My youngest son is, I mean, he's built to play football. I mean, my wife's black and Samoan, and he just looks like a Samoan kid. Like, he's built yeah. to play football. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We don't let him play. Like, yeah. he, How old is he? This year, he's, he's 14 as a freshman. And all my – It's a tough one, my, man. Yeah. The, the coaches are recruiting him hard. Yeah. And I was like, babe, uh, like I've always been against it, but my wife is dead against it. And I was like, babe, maybe we should let him play, make, let him make decisions. She's like, absolutely not. Nope. Nope. And then, you know, there's multiple kids that he's friends with that have got concussions this year. And I went, yeah. I just last night after, I, after watching that game, I went to her, I'm like, you were right. And I'm glad yeah. we didn't let him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough because I cover the sport for a living. Um, my dad covered boxing too. It's like, would, would you let your son? No, no. sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But again, if you make that decision, I'm not judging you either. I just personal I would that was rough uh I don't blame Jimmy Kyle put a limit to him uh can't play well when your coach doesn't trust you that's true but Jimmy has his own limitations man I keep I don't like how Kyle and Jimmy keep like pointing the finger at each other like now both of you guys are (laughs) have your own issues you know what I mean stop blaming it's a little give and take there I mean there's probably a reason why Shanahan doesn't trust Jimmy I mean I I think I see it both ways yeah I see it both ways too yeah yeah that's true Josh says, I know we hate on Kyle a lot uh, uh, and out Harbaugh on this, put Harbaugh on the shrine, but let's not forget the mistakes Harbaugh made late in playoff games as well. That is true. That is true. They found different ways to lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. They're both high level losers. And Harbaugh's never won a damn thing either, ever, and probably won't, unless he's going to win something in Michigan. I don't know. Rifle One says, The real question is, do the Toronto Argonauts know, understand what they're getting in Jimmy Jack's season? <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't. Jimmy has played so much football, and people are like, man, I, there's still such a like difference of opinion on how good he is. When to me, he plays the same way all the time. You had that tweet uh, like a couple days ago, like people really acting like we haven't seen Jimmy Garoppolo play quarterback every day. People really act like that. It's crazy to me. Yeah, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one more, a couple more. Uh, JFF some J55F100 says, if only they had a library and playbook from some passing genius to base plays off. Do you think Kyle even looks at old Washington? I asked him. I asked Kyle, do you ever look at him? And he said, no. He said one time just for the novelty of it, just to be like, wow, look at how old the tapes are. He said, no. Wow. That is, that's a, that's a crime as a 49ers head coach. Just a- <laughs> Are you surprised though? Are you surprised? Are you kidding? Kyle Shanahan? Why would he look at Bill Walsh? In Kyle's eyes, Kyle's the greatest offensive coach of all time in his eyes. Why would he look at anyone else? He might look around the league a little bit just to get some other ideas, but he's going to go to the path. No, I'm sorry. And that's what, this is why Kyle's kind of always rubbed me the wrong way. Dude, they're right there. I would go. Wouldn't you? Bill Walsh is light years ahead of Kyle Shanahan <laughs> right now. I'm not saying copy what he did, but watch it. You, it might give you an idea. Mm-hmm. You don't know what could happen in that room. <laughs> I don't know, man. What he really needs Arrogant. to what he really needs to do is read some books about how how the the Walsh manage relationships. I think that's one of Kyle's biggest weaknesses is his pe- the people side of things, and Bill Walsh was great at that. 
Kyle thinks he's great at managing people. The whole thing with D-ball offseason. Players like me. Players like me. I'm Kyle. I'm not a coach. I'm just Kyle. Uh-huh. Players the, love you. You brought up something interesting, Grant. If you're looking at the statistics in this passing game, do you blame Debo for not wanting to be involved in this passing game? And then the follow-up question, if you're a free agent wide receiver, are you signing oh. with the 49ers? No. And you you wouldn't sign with the Niners. You wouldn't sign with um, Baltimore. I mean, like th that's what the Niners want to be is crazy, man. But meanwhile, you got Philly. They want to run the ball, but they also have A.J. Brown, Devontae, was Smith. What's his name? I forget his name. And they take deep well, shots. Yeah. They yeah. take deep shots. So I don't understand what – why would you not want to be balanced? What is this one-dimensional stuff? When has that ever been a good offense? You want to be balanced. You want to be able to throw. Josh Wyatt says, how's the best backup in the league move working out? Not good, Josh. I, did I tell you I hated that move? Yes, you did, Josh. I had the same question back then. What is Jimmy really going to do behind that O-line? And not just that. He's not in football shape, right? What good is it to have a backup who's not in football shape, who wasn't in training camp because you didn't want him to be there? Wouldn't it be better... To have someone that you could actually train all offseason? Because Jimmy isn't even good when he's trained. That, In retrospect, like if, if we're really going to say that football shape is important, which it clearly is, why didn't you take that into consideration at quarterback? Because you should. He's talking about it. Strange. Strange. Wait, I, I said that Jimmy Garoppolo was the, the best backup in the league um, before the game or before the season. And I, I, that's not even true now. I, I, Cooper Rush is... Better than him. I'm sure that's there's true. others. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if Jimmy were had been with the Niners all offseason training uh, and getting ready for the season, maybe he'd be the best backup in the league. But right now, what he showed in Denver was alarming. Alarming. And, and he can't even, he can blame some of it on Rust, I guess. Like the, the, the pass is dying. Him having less velocity than usual. Sure. Walking out of the back of the end zone now. Smiling after the game. Kind of looks like you don't care. So I don't know. I'm not saying you don't, but that didn't look like Russ. That just looked like straight up not caring. So yeah. if you could just look like you care in this game, that would be a great step up from last <laughs> week. Optics. Don't smile after a big loss. Don't do that. You heard yeah. what Brent Jones said. Yeah. Um, thank you, Joshua. Sean says, uh, our wide receivers, QB, one and two, just plain suck. I wouldn't I say it's that. I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, no. the quarterback maybe, but the wide receivers? Debo oh. and Brandon Ayuk are good. They just haven't – what, what they need to do is find matchups that are favorable one-on-one -on -one and take shots and let the receivers go get it, particularly Ayuk. Like, Ayuk can go get the damn ball, man, but we got to give him a shot. We got to give him a chance, and we're not doing that. I don't blame Ayuk or Debo. I think they're really good receivers. I think it's Jimmy. Yeah. Sacramento Mike says, I know uh, what meant by saying Kyle doesn't make adjustments against the Broncos. Right when Tra Trent went out, the next play, he calls play action to the left side, gives up a sack. There's many more plays. That's a good call. I, I don't remember that, but if that's the truth, then that's not good. Adjust. Um, Zachary Kelway says, we lack weapons on offense, but keep blaming Kyle. What? We lack a quarterback. We, we don't like weapons at all. Weapon, we're deep weapons. I've never heard someone say that. What? No. Really? I thought everyone said Trey Lance was in the best position because of all the weapons. What? Okay, but it, even if that were true, that the Niners lack weapons on, on offense, whose fault would that be? Right. Exactly. Well, that's a great point. It's not true. It's, it's not, not true. true. It's not but true. if it were, whose but fault would that was, be? That's Kyle's anyway. fault. I mean, you exactly. got weapons we haven't even used yet. Where's Ray Ray McLeod at? Where yeah, is where's Danny Gray? Well, Danny Gray's hurt. Gray. But where's Ray McLeod at? Use him. Why aren't you crushing Mike if Kyle did this to Trey? See, I told you, right? We talked about this at the beginning of the – you should have came in and not missed the beginning of the show. That's what I said, right? That's what it is.
People that got mad at Kasha and criticism want their pound of flesh on this. It's all it is. It's a meta conversation. We, we need to find out why the independent doctor said Tua didn't have a concussion. It's, because it's, it's not necessarily Mike's it's not necessarily Mike's job to overrule a doctor who's not with the team. I just want to know that. It's two Maybe different he, situations, yeah. and I haven't um, said I'm not going to come down on Mike McDaniel's yet. Yeah, we got to find, find out more. Detail. We got to find out. Didn't Kyle say Jimmy declined going to meetings? Yes, yes, yes. Again, like, why did he think this? He didn't even want to go to meetings. Wouldn't you want a backup quarterback who's there? I mean, if, if practice and preparation means anything, don't you want a quarterback who's there and getting, I don't know. Yeah, these guys they really talk themselves in this. Wow. They don't, um, they don't love each other, <laughs> to, no. to be honest. And, and they don't have to in order to win, um, but they need to perform. But know? it's interesting. So yesterday, Kyle was asked about, I didn't, finally, I don't have to be the, the bad guy every day. Matt Mayoko, God love you, Matt. He comes in, waits till the very end. And he's like, hey, Kyle, by the way, by the way, by the way, there's a clip. It's like, I love this guy, you know, because he, he's so professional and you can't get mad at Maddie. You can get mad at me. And he asked the question and, and Kyle, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't see it. You know, I don't know what you're talking about. And then someone, a TV guy follows up and Kyle's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not what he said. It's like, oh, so you saw it. So anyway, Jimmy talks today and he's going to get the same question. So it's, it's such a drama. And he might be like, yeah, that's what I said. Who knows? Jimmy's got, coming from his own place right now so i'm really curious to see what jimmy says he'll probably laugh it off or i really don't know what jimmy's gonna say he's very interesting all of a sudden i hope they ask him specifically what did you what'd you say what'd you say yeah, yeah. no i didn't see it oh here it is here, here's here it is right here you know yeah no let's go through it yeah <laughs> okay let's talk about this game um i was on with eric yesterday eric crocker and he picked the rams to win the game he was very persuasive um, the more I've thought about it, the more I feel like the Niners should win this game. I'm picking the Niners to win this game, but I don't believe in Kyle at all. So what I'm doing is I'm going to tell Kyle how to win the game. And it's freaking Friday. Like you have the rest of the weekend to take our ideas and use them. So no excuse. The Niners are going to win. We're going to help them. Let's do it. What do you think the Niners have to do to win this game? What is on their checklist? I think this, what I'm going to say is going to be very different from what you're going to say. And, I, you know, that's probably good. Um, a little, little diversity here. But I think um, the Rams are going to load the box. They're, all they're going to be doing, they, they saw the game against the Broncos. In my opinion, the, what the Rams are going to do is load the box like they did in the NFC West Championship and make Jimmy beat them. And I don't – like coming into this, when we started the show at 9 o'clock, I had no idea who, who I think is going to win the game. The more I think about it, I think I'm with Croc, man. I don't, mm. I, I don't see the 49ers. What they have going for them is the defense. Obviously, the 49ers defense is number one, the best defense in, in the NFL, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think Matt Stafford is going to throw a ton of turnovers. But the Rams' defense isn't trash, right? And their linebackers are pretty good. Bobby Wagner is on this team who is one of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite targets. Um, so I, I honestly think the Rams are going to load the box. They're going to try to, they're going to take away the run and they're going to tell Jimmy Garoppolo to beat us with your arm. And because of that, uh, unless, unless the defense scores touchdowns um, off turnovers, hmm. I, I don't know. I think I'm going Rams. Fair. That's, that's, a, that's really fair. And I'm not super confident about picking the Niners coming off this loss. 
But the way I look at it is, um, you say they're going to load the box and, and make Jimmy beat him. I don't look at it that way. Yeah, they're going to load the box and try to make Jimmy beat him, but Jimmy's not going to win this game. Jimmy's just going to lose it. He's going to lose the game if you let him. So mm-hmm. the Niners can't let that happen because the defense can win it. And Stafford will lose it. Stafford throws like two picks a game. The, the Rams can't run the ball. So you can put the game in Stafford's hand, let him cough it up, which he will. Don't let Jimmy do it. Oh, your offense sucks today? Who cares? Take your ego out of your offense. Win with your defense and special teams. Don't lose the game with your offense. Last week, you committed three uh, three turnovers. Commit zero this week, and you win. And that's by running the ball. Oh, you punted a lot? You got a great punter. <laughs> you got a great punter. Like, play the field position game. Wear him down. Use both your running backs. Jordan Mason and Jeff Wilson Jr. Don't just give Jeff Wilson Jr. 12 carries, Debo 5, and be like, that's our running game. Don't. You'll lose. Jimmy will lose the game for you. I guarantee it. Let Stafford lose the game. Because yeah. he'll do it too. <clears throat> That's the way I look at it, man. Don't let Jimmy lose his freaking game. Kyle, run the ball even if you're not good at running it. Even if they – of course they're going to shut it down. That's, that's what the Denver – that's what Denver did last week. Our offense sucks. Oh, well. Oh, well. Your offense is going to lose the game eventually. And it did. Yeah, I think if the defensive I, – I know I'm not really – Going in all the way, but if, if I my heart my gut just says the Rams are going to win this one, and I could be wrong. And uh, but man, when Matt Stafford messes up, at least he's taking deep shots and giving his team opportunities to score. When Jimmy Garoppolo messes up, it's, it's true. he's not giving his team an opportunity to score when he's doing it's it. True. He's just you know trying to convert a third down or something like that. It's uh, it's true. Well, hold on. Let's talk about it from D'Amico's perspective. What does he have to do? To me, this Rams offense is not the same as it was last year. Last year, they had Van Jefferson and they had Odell Beckham Jr., who were home run threats. They're gone. So now their offense is Cooper Cup, and that's it. They got no run game. They got Tyler Higby, who's not going to beat you, and Ben Skoranek, who's not going to beat you. So now this is more of a situation like when the Niners faced the Packers last year in the playoffs, where it's one guy. It's Devontae Adams, it's Cooper Cup. You and they've shown they can shut down one guy. They shut down Devontae Adams. So I'm guessing D'Amico Ryans is, has no one else he's worried about. He's going to focus all of his energy on limiting Cooper Cup. And I think he will. And I think at that point, the Rams are, what do they do? What do they do? Not that I'm a big Niner fan. I'm just saying, like, I, th- to me, their offense is just as bad as the Niners right now. The Niners rank, like, 24th in yards. I think the Rams rank 25th. They have problems. They're a simple one-back offense that hasn't evolved much over the last few years. They haven't been able to run the ball since Todd Gurley was good. And um, now they're home run threats. I mean, like, there's no big play. It's just throw to kick, like, to, to score a touchdown for them, they have, like, Cup has to have eight catches for 80 yards on the, on the drive. That's the way I look at their offense now. Maybe I'm tripping. But again, if Jimmy just does Jimmy and gives him the ball a bunch of times, the Niners get smoked. Smoked. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup has more receiving yards than Brandon Ayuk and Debo combined. So Great if, player. You take, if you take them out of it, it that's the offense. That's the offense. Yeah. So I can see it happening. I'm just, we need to see a different Jimmy Garoppolo, even if yep. they're just running the, the, the game. Like he looked awful last game. As bad as Matt so Stafford bad. is with his turnovers, Matt Stafford is bad too, but he has an arm. So sometimes he can stretch the field. But Jimmy just, I don't have any confidence in him Me after either. last game. He's going to have to earn it back. Um, and, you know, I think the Rams feel the same way. So they're going to, they're going to stop the run. They're going to do their best to stop the run. And if you look at the 49ers running game, it's been pretty good. Um, but if you take away maybe three runs, I mean, it's true. Probably, probably half of their yards on the running game are from three runs. 
No? Yeah, it's true. Um, still though, don't lose the game with your passing game. You, if if they dare you to pass, doesn't mean you have to pass <laughs> because there's a reason they're daring you to pass. I mean, it's not it's not a winning formula for you. And I think what the Niners have to look at at this game is try to win like you won in Green Bay last year. I'm thinking they can win this game seven to six. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Your defense can play that well. The Rams' offense really is a mess right now. Win with your defense. You could win this game 10 to 7, 7 to 6, 13 to 10, something like that. Um, that's, what you're, that's what you're going for. If you're thinking, happen. we got to score 24 points and Jimmy's got to throw 30 passes, like, nah, dude, like, you're going to lose that game. Trust your defense and your running game. If win the lose game. win this game, it is 100% because of the defense and Mitch Wisnowski, yes. right? Yes. Um, it's not going to be because of. I would be surprised if it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the turnover battle, like every game, is is going to be is huge. Yeah. If 49ers, 49ers need to score. The defense needs to score. Has to. Yeah. They have to score. Yeah, I think yeah. that's going to be key. If the if 49ers can get a turnover and score or on special teams, they can score. I think that's that's how they win the game. I'm not 100% sure the Rams are going to win it, but I'm just – Jimmy Garoppolo just – I have no confidence in him right now. I just feel like until the Niners figure out their offenses here, which they may or may not, they're going to have to win games like this with these baseball scores. They should have won last week. They should have won 13-11. They just Mm -hmm. mismanaged the game at the end. The defense played well enough. I think this is going to be another close, low-scoring game like that. And why am I picking the Niners to win when Kyle shows that he fumbles these? He makes bad decisions. He, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of feel like, like I don't really like Stafford that much. I haven't forgot what he did in the first game against the Niners last year. His offensive line is terrible. There's no uh, run game. He's going to get hit a lot. I think he's going to give the Niners opportunities. As long as Jimmy doesn't offset those, they should be all right. But maybe Jimmy, I'm sure. you know, I don't know. What's weird, I think Jimmy's, what, 6-1 and one against the Rams in his career? The one, <laughs> the one coming in the NFC Championship. But he has 11 touchdowns and uh, nine turnovers, including his fumbles right. and interceptions. Right, so which shows you he's not the reason. When they beat the Rams, it's because they run the ball effectively. Even if you don't run the ball effectively, just don't turn it over. <laughs> please, please don't turn it over. He's going to be have to be creative if he runs. If Kyle Shannon wants to run the ball, I think he's going to have to be creative. Oh, let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that. Get stuff outside, right? Turn your passing game into a running game. Give some screens to Debo on the outside. Get the ball outside. But if you're running up the middle, I think you're going to struggle. I think the two biggest weak points of both teams is the their offensive lines. They both have bad offensive lines. Uh, so let's talk about this though, because what they're doing, what all these teams are doing to shut down the Niners run game is they put five guys on the line. So it's hard to run outside when they're setting the edge that hard. And then there's an extra guy in the middle. So it's really hard to run the ball. I like the outside zone stuff is not going to work against that because you got everyone one-on-one, everyone singled up. Mm-hmm. So whoever's blocking Aaron Donald loses. And then Aaron Donald's in the backfield. You can't run really outside zone effectively against these things. So what you got to do is start running gap schemes. Power, counter, and the, the Niners can do that. I mean, they, that's why they have uh, Kyle Juszczyk. And uh, I think we're going to start seeing Burford and Banks doing a lot of pulling um, because you, and you're you going to see the Niners know how to run at Aaron Donald. They do it really well. They're going to hit it from the side. You're going to see him getting whammed and, and trapped and double teamed. They know how to do They do it well. They actually are very good at, def- at going against the, uh, the Rams defense, except for the NFC Championship game, except for that. Except for that. But still... They scored 17 points in that game. I think if they score 17 points this game, I think they win. Yeah. But maybe. If they can do that, yeah. Do you, yeah. What's your over under 150, 160 yards for Jimmy Garoppolo in the air? 
Under? I think if it's under, they might win. If it's over, that means he probably threw seven picks. So I don't know. I don't know. It better be under. It just doesn't seem like it's – what is the reward? It's ultra interesting. This might be the most unpredictable season I've ever watched for the 49ers. You never know. I don't know. I think anything can happen in this game. Also, I think you're going to see a – remember what it looked like the first time the Niners played the Rams last year? Like that first quarter – was a first-round knockout because the Niners were on the brink of collapse and the Rams were riding high. And there was a different level of urgency and energy. The Niners were at home. That stuff's real. And the Niners knocked them out before the uh, emotion could go away and you settle into the game. That could happen in this game. If, if the Niners get up early, I don't think the Rams are coming back. But if the Rams can sort of weather that initial storm that the Niners are going to come with, Niners are in trouble. If this game is close at halftime, it could be trouble. You know what I'm saying? They better be up 10 nothing at halftime is what I'm saying. 10 nothing. Niners always come out well with a good script. Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, uh-huh. they draw up a good script. They come out well, yep. and they usually do well score in the first quarter. It's just yep. after that, making those adjustments, that's where they seem to struggle, and I think that's where Sean McVay has an advantage over Kyle Shanahan in that area. So Just get that seven-point lead, Kyle, and then run the ball and go conservative uh, safety-first offense. Safety-first. <laughs> is what you're is I'm, I, I still can't get over the fact that he called five straight passes with the ball uh down one at the end of last game four minute left. like what are you doing man you, you're not built to pass the ball look at your numbers look at your offensive lineman your quarterback now look at your running backs I don't understand it man I'll never get it so I think the path is there for him to win a very low scoring game because I think he he has the ability to um, take the game out of his quarterback's hands better than the Rams do. Mm. And I think the, like, the Niners can force the opposing quarterback into more mistakes than the Rams can. And this, that's why I think the Niners can win. But Kyle the, Kyle is the wild card. What if he just decides, you know what, we're passing this week. Just cut. Oh, well, they put five on the line. You know, I got to take what the defense. No, you don't have to take what the defense gives you. Your, yeah. your defense is going to win the game. Just don't lose it with your offense, man. Stop trying to win the game with your offense. That's what I think. But he might. He can't help himself. I think we agree that 49ers defense is better than the Rams defense, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. we agree the 49ers run game is better than yeah. the Rams run game. Yeah. I think we Matt Stafford is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I, I feel I like know. the Rams are going to give the Niners a couple turnovers. But the yeah. Niners could too. This is just on Kyle to take the game out of Jimmy's hands because Jimmy will give it away. And he'll smile about it afterwards. And he'll say, we didn't play well enough. Don't let him do that. He's not invested. He doesn't seem to be. And even if he were, who, I mean, no. Just play kids. Just score 10 points. Get out of here with the win. I think they need to let Debo get outside and, and one-on-one with corners and, and safeties. And if they do that. End the rounds. Get, yeah. If they can get can we Debo get the outside. jet sweep back? Can <laughs> we get the jet sweep back? Right. I want to see that. Dray, we haven't seen all year. End around. Have we seen the jet sweep all year? Well, they, they ran it a little bit in the first quarter against Chicago, and then that was that. Remember, Ayuk had a seven-yard gain in the first play of the season, and that was that. Bring it back. And please, when they when they line up Debo in the backfield, don't run it to the middle. Everyone knows it's coming. The Rams know it's coming. If you're going to do that, use it as a disguise for someone else to get open or have Debo go out for a pass instead. Yep. Stop running that Debo up the middle. Everyone knows it's coming. If they run that play multiple times, that's a mistake. You know what they should do? It should all be predicated off him, the sweeps. So you run him on the outside, then you uh, package that with a play action rollout to the other side. And then you could also package that with uh, after the play action, 
a screen back to Debo. It's a good way to get in the ball in space. Yep. Fake the handoff. How many times do you see that with running backs? You fake the handoff to him, then you throw it to him on a screen or whatever. Do stuff like that. Get him in space, not between the tackles. Because he's the home do. run threat. That's what they do with juice to get him that deep pass. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, Jonathan, because you, you're running him because he's your home run threat, not because you need four yards. Right. You have other ways you can get four yards. Yes. Which is what I was saying about Trey Lance. Jonathan Chavez says, why have the talent on the receiving side on the receiving side if the guy can't throw the damn ball? I'm holding on to hope by a thread from Monday night. Football gods help us. Yeah, I guess that's why the Niners probably should have got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo years ago. But yeah. No. You can't just be like, we have all this talent at receiver, we have to throw. Oh, we lost again because Jimmy's not good enough. You know Jimmy's not good enough. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. The Niners' job is to not let Jimmy lose the game again. He lost it last week. Walking out of the back of the end zone, three, two turnovers. He lost the game. In a game where the defense played a great game. Can't let that happen. The run game was great. The defense was great. D- Jimmy lost the game. Can't happen. Well, that, that, that's why I think I go back to – and obviously I hope the 49ers win. I'm a 49er fan. I hope they win. I hope I'm wrong. But I feel like the Rams are going to make it to where Jimmy has It's to. inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah, you're going to have to do it. You know? And that, so that we, we've basically pinpointed where this game comes down to. The Rams are going to try to put it on – Jimmy, Kyle's job is to not let that happen. Mm-hmm. Don't let the Rams do that. And yeah. don't say, well, we had to take what the defense gave us. You know, our, our run game wasn't working. Dude, it doesn't matter about your offense. Your, the, the, your offense has one job this week. Don't turn the ball over. Yeah. Because the Rams will. And your defense will be there. So just let the Rams lose the game. Let the Rams beat themselves. Because you've beaten yourselves twice this, this year. You should yeah. be 3-0, and but you beat yourselves twice. Let, the, let another team do it this week. You don't always have to win in the NFL. Sometimes the other team just beats itself. I think the Rams can do it. Yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, because I want to be right. Charlie says, if Jimmy doesn't take us to the Super Bowl and win, he'll have, uh, he'll have quit his job, retreat from society, flee into the forest, enter a ritual slumber on a stone slab, and await the return of Beelzebub. That was funny. I liked it. You think you will? Goldblooded says, key to win, actually rush to the edges to open the middle for Jimmy. Oh, wait, Jordan Mason is MIA. Wilson up the middle, forcing Jimmy to throw into clog up middle. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is Jordan Mason needs to play in this game. He needs to. He needs 10 carries. Wilson needs 15. Debo needs five. Like, that's how they always beat the Rams, though, right? They always run, like, 40 times against the Rams. So, except for that one time in the NFC Championship game when they lost. Is, is Tevin Coleman going to pass up Mason on, on the depth chart? He better not. He better. I, feel like that's what I feel like we're going to see that this weekend. That's just my it's dad. so obvious that Mason's not getting the ball because uh, so many people are telling Kyle to do it. He mm-hmm. doesn't like doing things that other people tell him to do. He likes you know, going against him. Oh, you think you know better than me? Oh, you think you know better than me? That's him. No. I think Mason, uh, he, he looked great, but I think probably what Kyle's afraid of is he, he looked a little lost on the play, and maybe that's what it is for Mason with Kyle. I don't know, but – I want to see him run. Just make it simple for him. Instead of handing it off to Debo with 40 seconds left in the half, give it to Mason. See what I think do. the problem with Mason is that he's too good, and Kyle doesn't want. <laughs> he it's it's wouldn't be fair to the rest of the league. You know, it's like seven yards a carry. That's just not. That's let's you know, keep it interesting. Davis says, if we lose, I hope we get blown out. So Kyle exposed. Oh wow, Niner fans are very interesting this week. I hear you though. Let's Josh Olivas says, let's hope they give a big play up. Hold on. Let's hope they give a big play up early because if it's late, then they will fall apart as usual. That's what happens with the Niners defense. They play great for three quarters and they get tired. That could happen again. Could happen again. 
That's why you got to get those picks from Stafford early on, like week 10 last year. Glory uh, says, time for Kyle to admit that Jeff Wilson is trash. He's Tevin Coleman 2.0. Had one big game and fumbled at the end. Should be deep in the doghouse. I don't know if he's uh, trash. You mean. I don't know if he's trash, but he's definitely not good enough to take all the carries. Yeah. It, I don't know that he's a hot hand. I mean, well, yeah, I'd like to see Mason. Yeah, I want to see Mason. I want to see Mac, too. I think Mac is uh, decent. I'd like to see Ray Ray get involved in the offense somehow on the outside screen or something. GC drinking game. Drink every time GC says, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll drink you under the table with that one. You don't want to play that game. I I keep saying it. Josh Wyatt says elite defenses win games and create turnovers and close games with pressure. Is this defense really elite or did they just face three bad offenses? Well, I think they're facing another bad offense this week is what I'm saying. I don't think much of the Rams offense. Cooper Cup's a great player. That's it. I think... I think this defense is going to be tested. The defensive backs will be tested more than they have been. I think we are underestimating the other receivers maybe a little bit. I, I know Cooper Cup is the main receiver, but those guys. Alan Robinson? Huh? Skronik? Skronik and Allen Robinson? Yeah, I mean, they're not horrible, man. I think they're better than we're giving them credit for. But I, I know that Matthew Stafford is just dialed in on Cooper Cup the whole entire time. So I think that's part of why you see Cooper Cup just dominating because he just he literally just watching. He's just following Cooper Cup. That, that's his main yeah. target. And, so, you know, when the Niners uh, bracketed Devontae Adams in the playoffs last year, Rodgers wouldn't throw it to him or pretty much anyone. He just ate the ball the whole game. Um, Stafford will force it. So, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, all the more reason. I, I'm picking the 49ers to win, and I feel very good about it. <laughs> Zachary Kelway says, Debo is hard to get the ball. B.A. is a low wide receiver, too. Kittle is hurt always. Wide receivers, running backs are hurt. Uh, Trent Kyle should be a coach. Oh, the year if they score fourteen, he wants he wants him to give him an award if they score fourteen points. Man, man, man. Kyle Shanahan fans are crazy to me, man. If, if wow. You put, if you put Ayuk on the Packers, Ayuk would be a freaking pro bowler. I I think Ayuk is that good, man. I just don't think he gets opportunities. Ayuk is good, dude. Who wanted Ayuk? Kyle. How do you, how, Kyle? Traded up for Ayuk. Could have had T. Higgins, who I think is better than Ayuk. Traded up for Ayuk. And then said after the draft, he was the second best wide receiver in the draft after CeeDee Lamb. Which means you liked him better than Justin Jefferson, who you could have had, but you took Javon Kinlaw. So, man, like the way that people find uh, ways to defend Kyle Shanahan is crazy. Like, dude, these these are his players. He wanted all these guys. Debo's going to get the ball. He wanted Debo. He drafted Debo over A.J. Brown. That's his guy. That's what he wants. I'm sorry, man. I don't. I don't buy that at all. This is his offense. Can you imagine being a wide receiver on this on this team? Oh my gosh, that would be so yeah, frustrating. Be I, I know so that the, the wide receivers they can't be really high up right now on the 49ers. You know, their job is to block or run. <laughs> They're fullbacks. Yeah. Charlie says Jimmy falling, uh, failing so bad in these past couple of games is uh, interfering with my mind. Midnight fantasies of Centaur Jimmy charging at me with a. Wow. Thank you, Charlie. I really got to start vetting these. That was, that was graphic. Woo! All right. Um, on that note, I think the show is over. <laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. Thank you very much, Ryan. This was a good one. Yeah. We'll see. See what happens. I'm never, that's going to be a tough image to get out of my head. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, going down to Santa Clara. And uh, we'll see what Jimmy has to say for himself. Your plays... What was what, he going to say? He said, your plays... Are great, man. That's what he said. No. I love you, Kyle. I love you, Kyle. (laughs) See you guys. All right. Charlie, that was terrible, man.